Hey, welcome to MRP, the Metal Robot Podcast, the podcast about all things metal and everything in between, a production of TheMetalRobot.com, created and hosted by Tom McKay. So, this episode is going to be a very fun one because I've got Curtis Dewar back on the podcast for a second time to talk about a, t- a topic that recently has been kind of irking me a little bit. And plain and simple, I won't get too much into it here because uh, I want to save that for the actual podcast. But long story short, get a goddamn Twitter. <laughs> There's no easy way for me to say it. Just get a Twitter or get on social media uh, if you're in a band or an artist and you're not taking full advantage of at least the bare minimum of what you should be on. Uh, like, we'll get into that a little further into the podcast, me and Curtis, and why it's beneficial for you to be on as many social media sites as you possibly can, at least, again, at the bare minimum, and why, possibly why, an artist might choose to go the opposite direction. That's, again, going into the topic there, but uh, before we get into that, I do want to ask, because I'm this is um, kind of, I, I'm, I'm toying with this idea, and I don't know if I want to do it for future episodes, but I'm thinking about possibly integrating album reviews into the Metal Robot podcast. Given that this is kind of a, a different branch of Metal Robot reviews on YouTube, and as well as the TheMetalRobot.com, so I'm kind of curious, would you want to hear that, either with just me or with a co-host? Definitely let me know on uh, the socials at the Metal Robot on Facebook and Twitter. If you want to, you can let me know on Instagram too in my DMs at the Metal uh, at the dot Metal Robot. But with that said, let's not waste much more time and let's get straight into it. You're listening to MRP, the Metal Robot Podcast. Recently, I've been doing a lot more updating to the website, TheMetalRobot.com, and have begun noticing a pattern amongst many of the bands who have press releases being sent out, and that is the lack of a Twitter. Now, I'm pretty sure it's just something that's making my brain go, why? But I also know that it's putting these bands at a serious disadvantage for multiple different reasons, at least based on the knowledge that I've acquired it through college as well as doing YouTube for the past four years. And to help uh, talk about this even further, or possibly even give bands the benefit of the doubt, uh, I have Curtis Dewar with me, the uh, the man of Dewar PR and the co-host of the Dumb and Dumbest podcast, which you can find on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Curtis, thanks again for coming back on the podcast for for the second time, how you doing? I am doing great, and thank you for having me. Well, of course, any freaking time, man, any freaking time. So, uh, so obviously, it's not necessarily my my problem is not necessarily the lack of a Twitter. It's just uh, it, the actual social media platform missing itself is not the focus of the topic. But I, I always just found, I kind of found it funny that almost every single band that has a press release sent my way uh, does not have a Twitter. It's either just a Facebook or Facebook and Instagram. Bandcamp is obvious, but never a Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you come across a lot of those, any of those bands uh, in your it's line not, of work? It's, it's 90% of all bands that come to me. Oh my God. Um, so, I mean, and even a lot of the times when the band has a Twitter, I won't include them in, in the press release just because of the fact that the Twitter is ignored. Really? Or it's just kind of like a rehash of the Instagram. You know, like it's like, a, I can't remember what you call it, but you know, where you automatically post a link of the Instagram at the same time. <laughs> oh God. Well, I mean, I guess if you're going to be using the Twitter for something, but it, like, oh, come on guys. So, uh, so tell me uh, why is not taking advantage of 
as many social media platforms as possible, it, it's either a good thing or does it put it, the band at a disadvantage? What's your thoughts on that? Well, it puts them at a disadvantage, undoubtedly. Mm-hmm. I mean, here's something you got to realize, though, too, is it's not just the bands. There's a lot of PRs that aren't even on any social media platforms, or if they are, they don't even post, right? <sighs> so it's not just the bands. It's <laughs> kind of like it's kind of like a major situation throughout the industry, you know what I mean? Uh, the main people that seem to be on social Social media are journalists themselves, mm-hmm. uh, but the vast majority of PRs are not on social media, or if they are, they are barely using it, as, as you'll notice, right? Like, can you really think of too many PRs that actively use their social media? Uh, you? Uh, <laughs> there's a few. There's uh, a few, but I know, there's not very many. Yeah, I know John Asher does. Um, he I, does, but even he doesn't even do personal stuff. He usually just does repost of, of links he has, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, I do the reposting of the links, but I mean, I actually actually put some personal stuff and I talk to people at the same time, right? Yeah, your but Twitter yeah, is like personable in a way. Like that, I think it's exactly. the best way I can describe it. It's personable, but also professional. Exactly. And I don't think there's not too many other PRs that do that. I mean, there's Becky Laverty. Uh, I can't remember what the name of her uh, PR company is. She does that for sure. And there's a couple others, but I mean, there's like almost no PRs doing it. So I, I don't, that's kind of part, part of the reason why I think a lot of bands don't do it. So that I think that's one, one part of the issue right there. And so if a band asks their PR, should they get on Twitter or should they get on Instagram and the PR is not even using it, they're going <laughs> to, they're not really going to be, be a very good source of advice. You know what I mean? Well, why uh, do you think there's any other reasons why bands usually opt out of using multiple social media accounts? Uh, they feel they don't have enough time. That's been the main thing I've found. Um, here's a good example is I'm working with uh, Caridi. Uh, I think that's how you pronounce her name. She's uh, based in Italy and she didn't have a Twitter account till about uh, three weeks ago, I think it was. And her reasoning was the fact that um, it's not really a, a thing in Europe. Whether that's true or not, I don't know, but that's what she told me is it's not really a thing in Europe. And I said to her, like, you know, dude, you need to get on Twitter, start talking to people because that's where people are. Yeah. And she got on Twitter and she's only got like, I think, 60 followers of that. And she ended up selling like four albums within the first day. Yeah, she wasn't trying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, that's kind of the thing because like as soon as you get on Twitter, well, not even just Twitter, like getting on as many social media, like what, what else is she on? Is she on Facebook? Is she on Instagram? She's on Facebook and Instagram, but I, I believe most of her Facebook and Instagram, I mean, they were like family, friends type people she already knew type of a thing, right? Because she's new. She's brand new. Right. Brand, it's like debut album, right? So, I mean, she doesn't really have a fan base to work from, right? But she had a Facebook and she has an Instagram. But I mean, the thing where she started making sales was the platform where she thought wasn't going to get anywhere. You know what I mean? Which is kind of <laughs> my point, right? So if you have the multiple platforms, like, the main issue that I see is that the ba- that bands seem to think they don't have the time to do it. And if you kind of have the attitude that you don't have the time to do it, then you're just never going to do it. Because most people, as you know, waste a lot of time. <laughs> oh, believe me. Yeah, I've seen too many instances where a lot of people will waste time, which is it, yeah. which it makes no sense, especially if you're a band. Like, I, I can understand to an extent, if you don't have the time as a solo artist. Like, yeah. me, myself, I'm running all my social media platforms. I... That uh, not counting the automatic shares from the website, yeah. updating all my social media platforms as often as possible, that t- does take a lot of time because it's just me. But when you're in a band, what's your excuse exactly? <laughs> You've got like well, multiple people. Why not delegate the person who's going to be running what? Like uh, guitar player, you run Twitter. Bass player, you run Facebook. Uh, drummer, please figure out how to use Instagram. Like it was stuff like that. <laughs> 
Well, here's the thing, though, is that uh, I, I think it's more of an excuse, right? Because people don't really know what to do. So I think it, the, the time factor is kind of like, it, it's always an excuse. Like, you can always find more time to do things. You and I both know that. I, I waste a lot of time. So do you, I'm sure. Yeah, I know Matt does, have too, no even idea. though he says he works. <laughs> even though Matt says he works 14 hours a day, and so do I. I mean, I still play two hours of video games a day. <laughs> you know? So, oh you yeah, know, I, I totally work like I I work like eighteen hours a day. Does like uh, two of those hours? There's getting distracted by YouTube videos. Count. I have no idea. <laughs> there you go. Well, there you go. Right. And I mean, there, there's there's a lot more time that you can have. So I mean, even busy people can generally find some time to do it. So I think the more more the uh, thing is not necessarily a, a lack of time, like I get told. It's that they don't really know what to do. And so they kind of get stuck, like, what do I say? What do I do type of a thing? Right. And so it kind of paralyzes them from doing anything, which isn't right, as you know. Of course not. Like, And people don't want to look stupid. They want to look cool, right? So if they're, they're worried about posting something that makes them look dumb, whereas you or I, we don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of something that I that I think is very interesting to hit on, though, is like, as a band, like, why would why are you trying to take yourself too seriously, if that's the well, case? Like, you want to look cool. It doesn't even necessarily have to be that. Like, even if they took themselves seriously, I mean, they could fucking take a picture of themselves in the fucking graveyard yeah <laughs> like yeah, post you that know? like 500 times you've got an audience right there or whatever take a picture of your cat you your cat up as like an evil thing like i mean cats cats are supposed to be like familiar spirits or whatever the hell they're called yeah, they're that's themselves. something i think Lindsay schoolcraft has nailed down i have her on my yeah. facebook and she put like all of them cat po- cat pictures i'm like yes yeah. this is what i'm here for <laughs> well the, the other thing yeah like with her she'll just use whatever for content i mean she takes a picture of herself with someone and she fucking posts it up she doesn't give a fuck if it looks cult or not yeah <laughs> Like that's like who cares <laughs> yeah like that's kind of the thing that, that's one of the things that i think is very interesting about like that's something is she's a solo artist too i don't think yeah. she, i think she's the only one running all of her uh social media accounts as far as i know like, yeah she's, I, she does yeah, yeah so the time thing is like yeah it's just an excuse at that point i i just i i understand that people don't know like some people don't know what to do with that time but i also, I'm like, dude, come on. You can use that time to better your social media presence. Well, especially if you want that, to. But here's the other thing, though, Tom, that, that as well, though, is that you and I and her and other people, we have we are consciously aware that it needs to get done every day and we we make the time to do it. Right. So, I mean, like, I mean, like, I mean, the real thing is just it's usually just an excuse just because you don't want to. Like I said, you don't want to look stupid. Oh, big, yeah, that is. Yeah. I guess that makes does make sense, but uh, there was another argument I saw uh, from some people. It's like, well, why would you want as many social media platforms as possible if this whole thing is just a hobby? Uh, what's your take on that argument? Well, then they have no business being getting PR. They have no business, you know, trying to get signed to a label. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, they don't because, I mean, if you're trying to get signed to a label and you're trying to get PR and stuff, the intention is to get known. And if you don't have an intention to get known, then, yeah, sure, I get it. But and it's just a hobby. But why are you busy, you know, spending all this money on CDs and merchandise and stuff if you have no intention of selling it? Yeah, that's the thing, because if it's just a hobby. That's fine. Like I, I have no quarrels with that. That's the one thing I think is an exception in a way, and you and I, you definitely agree with that. I think many others would agree as well. As not everyone gets into this as the job aspect, but where that argument kind of falls apart for me is, yeah, like you said, when they are clearly taking it somewhat seriously, or if they're trying to get like noticed, they're trying to get signed to labels, or in many of the cases that I've seen, trying to get professional press releases sent out to other people because and here's the thing for uh, for uh, you listening right now if you know anything about music marketing or marketing of any kind i'm gonna level with you 
things do cost money <laughs> as yep. w- depending on and depending on the public relations agent you work with, it can either be very affordable or very expensive. Curtis, I know your services are very affordable and mm-hmm. uh, in more ways than one. You're very generous with that. But no matter what, no matter which one you go with. It's not like you're going out to lunch at McDonald's. Like you're going to be spending uh, quite a little bit of money. And if you're spending that kind of money on public relations and you're trying to get signed to a label, you're trying to get albums sold. Chances are you're taking the whole music thing a bit more seriously than you're admitting. The hobby thing doesn't work at that point. I agree 100%. Like, I mean, here's the other thing, too, that like even if you are doing it as a hobby, I mean, most people want to get the music heard in some way anyways. And you're not going to do that beyond your small circle of friends unless you're on more than one platform. You know what I mean? This episode of the Metal Robot Podcast was remastered as of May 2021 to ensure great sound quality for your enjoyment. I mean, I could have left it the same, but who can say they can rewrite someone's history out of nowhere and hope nobody notices? Of course, if this part is being added in, then it's definitely going to be noticed. Huh. Anyways, if you're enjoying the podcast, consider subscribing wherever you get your podcasts, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or on YouTube, so that any future episodes will appear right in your feed. Or don't. You know, I'm not your mom, so I can't tell you what to do, so you can just do whatever you want. Enjoy! So now we've looked at uh, like why people, you know, why these bands usually try to opt out of like trying to take social media too seriously or try to take it, you know, try to include that into some aspect of their uh, of their musical careers. But uh, so what can we say? What can we do to kind of incentivize a lot of these bands to try and take it more seriously if they want to get out there, get known? What is something that 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 you and I could possibly do to let them know, hey, you should probably look into this. Well, you're going to make money eventually. Like, you're not going to make, like, you can make sales from social media. Like, I gave Curity as an example on Twitter, but I mean, it can just happen in general because the more times you make people aware of your music and you yourself, the better chances you have of making sales of, of those 500 CDs that you printed or that merch you printed or those hats that you got made or whatever the heck it is, right? Like, if you're out there on social media, like, no one knows you exist (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) they don't like i mean like you and me like we're both small fish in a big pond nobody knows who we are i mean people know who we are but in general we nobody knows who we are right same thing with same thing with Lindsay. you know nobody know like i mean they know who she is but in the general scheme of things that's why she has to be out there is because everybody forgets about you everybody's got their attention on the movie star they got their attention on you know like little wayne or kanye west running for president or donald trump or whatever politicians in the media right now right like you're competing for attention with so many fucking people. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're not out there posting, you know, you're, you're actually competing with Kanye West in his presidential run. Like you have to think about this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, and I think that one thing that I, I think I, I should throw my hat in the ring for this one as well is that this is something that I was, that I was taught in when I was learning this in radio broadcasting, having as much of an online presence as much as possible can allow fans to have more ways to find you and interact with you. Because mm-hmm. because I, I think, Curtis, you can agree with this, too. When we are seeing bands with just Facebook or just Facebook and Instagram, listeners have a similar mindset in more ways than one. Nine times out of ten, they are either just on Facebook or just on Twitter or just mm-hmm. on Instagram, just on Grindr, just on Tumblr. You know, like, that's fine. That's fine for the listener. But as a group of people trying to get your music heard, it 
yeah, like it makes no sense to isolate yourself from the potential audience that you could reach on the other social media sites that you're missing out on. 100%. I agree with that. And the other, and the one other point I want to add to that though, as well, is also the fact that people forget about you. And if you don't post, they're not going to remember about you. Like I, I give, I, I've given this example so many fucking times. I'm going to say it on your podcast. Cause I don't sure. know how many, how much of an overlap we have in listeners, but by all means you have the floor. Okay. I had a client two years ago, great band, got them a lot of press. They ended up signing with a label. Uh, who had a different PR. So they couldn't be my client this time because the label was paying for PR. And, you know, I, I'm, I like, like the main dude that I was in contact with and he'd been in touch with me frequently. And he said, Hey man, we have another new album coming out. We're not using you for PR because the label's paying for it. And they have an in-house guy. And I was like, okay, cool, whatever. He said, would you like to hear the album when it's ready? I said, fuck yeah, I'd love to hear the album when it's ready. I really like the band, you know, send it to me when it's ready. He's like, cool. And apparently he sent me the album in my DMs. You know how when you're out and you like see a DM and you like kind of click on it and then you forget about it? Yeah. So you forget about it and then it happened. Oh, no. So so this guy sent me the album and apparently I even acknowledged receipt of it, but I'm out. I'm not thinking about it. And then about, I'm not joking you. (laughs) About six months later, I see that the album's released. I'm like, oh, wow, that's kind of weird. They never mentioned that that the album was out. That's really strange. The guy told me he was going to tell me. I go look at my DMs, congratulate him about the album he'd sent me the album six months ago <laughs> so, and he didn't follow up <laughs> oh no so, like this is just like I, I don't i don't know how good of an example that is but that's just kind of shows what you have to post and repost and follow up with people because people forget like you might think that most people are paying attention to you but honestly tom i mean i'll bet you you don't know what i posted today you don't you don't have a clue i don't have a clue what you posted today i forgot because there's so much fucking shit i've got i've been doing voiceover work all day i've got tons vision on the same shit <laughs> so well, there you go I, I barely even like paid attention to twitter aside from um, like my excellent top tier humor of hashtags i'm such a dick and then going to my personal twitter account and retweeting that metal robot tweet with i'm more of a dick than you are like <laughs> like see, top well, tier like, humor top tier humor people <laughs> like, you, like see like you don't even know what i posted today and i don't know what you posted today yeah. so i but, but. This is just a point. You and I are friends and we talk to each other frequently. I have no idea what you did today. I don't even know what Matt Bacon posted today. And I'm basically business partners with him. You know what I mean? I haven't. I haven't did Matt Bacon post there. today? I, he posts every day. So I'd imagine. Maybe See? he did. We don't even know. We don't even know. We don't even know. And that's kind of, and that is the big point. I think of all yeah. of this when you really get down to it. Yeah. Like, yeah, post as much as possible. Get everywhere. Like, get a Twitter. Also get a well, grinder. Don't get a grinder. Uh, unless you really want to. Um. Well, here's another <laughs> point too: is not even just social media, but even even for sending out emails. Like, um, I've even had it, like just in general, just with promotion in general. Like, I've had it where I've sent a promo out, um, not joking you, like six times to people, and then on the sixth time, I'll get like a major magazine contact me and be like, "Oh shit, I'm glad you sent this over. Yeah, we want to fucking cover this." But they've been sent it five times before; they didn't see it. Yeah, I. I can say as someone who is on like your mailing list and on uh, Asher's mailing list, claw hammers, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, a lot of the press releases, they get lost in the shuffle. Like exactly. from time to time, if I'm not careful, my inbox will fill up yeah. like the inbox where, uh, where my mailing list is on your mailing list. Mm-hmm. Uh, like that filled up at some point I looked back at it cause I was going to update the website and I saw like, holy shit. Why is there like a hundred unread messages? <laughs> Mm-hmm. All from Curtis Dewar and Dewar PR. I was like, oh yep. my God. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, see, yeah, and it happens all the time. And you you had, 
Like, it's not like a willful intentionally trying to be a dick. It's no, just, of course not. So of course not. <laughs> yeah. And you'll be like the same. Like, if I, I've asked you for coverage of bands before and you've been like, oh, have you sent that to me? I'll be like, yeah, dude, like six times. Well, <laughs> maybe may not say that to you directly, but you know what I mean, right? I yeah, said yeah, it yeah. already. You're like, oh, you did? Like, things get lost in the shuffle. And yeah, yeah. that's kind of and that's kind of something that is ties into the whole thing. Like, dude, yeah. get a Twitter. Get on social media. Like, you mean... But it has to be frequent is the point because of the fact like people are worried that they're going to annoy people. That's the thing. And some people will get annoyed. But at the same time, the vast majority of people honestly have no clue you posted. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt you. No, 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 that's okay. It's like, that's actually a good point uh, to add on to that because yeah, people don't, people don't know when you post until they check their feeds. If you're posting like every five seconds, chances are someone is going to notice that, but other than that, like you're going as long as you keep it somewhat frequent, yep. you're going to end up getting someone to to listen to you. And not to mention Eventually. again, yeah, and and again, going back to what I was talking about earlier, it's a point of contact. Like for mm-hmm. when I'm updating the website, like I mentioned before, when I'm updating the website, uh, there's a share feature because with Squarespace you can have you can share the posts out once they get published, uh, like automatically. I like having the function where when it's being sent to Twitter, I can just immediately uh, at this person here and they mm-hmm. see it. That is a mm-hmm. point of contact. And plus anyone who sees my share is sees they say, hey, this tweet pointing to this uh, press release on the website. It's tagged. It's tagging that band. They can immediately. Oh, let's click the uh, the mention here. Click this uh this mention did click the at right there and boom. How many, how many that, times though, Tom, have, have you done that? And then the person hasn't responded because they didn't see that even see the tag. Well, that's the thing. I don't necessarily care if the band sees it. It's more of like, a, like a benefit for the band where if yep. that tag does happen and someone in my follower circle, uh, they see that they're like, Hmm, I wonder who these guys are. That, that's an immediate point yep. of contact right there because Agreed. you can just 100%. click, click on that, uh, like that, the text that's in blue and go straight to that Twitter page. Uh, immediately, yep. you have a point of contact. Followers are going yep. straight to them, potential followers. Hey, Tom from the future here, just wanted to interject and kind of clarify what I was talking about and also expand on it uh, with a point that I forgot to mention. To clarify, obviously, when it comes to my follower base, there's not a lot of followers. Like I made it out to seem like I am a big name and I'm gonna get a lot of followers to you. No, 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 that's not the case at all. Uh, obviously, my follower base is small compared to many others you'll i'll probably get still get like a few followers of mine sent your way i do get a bit of traction on twitter and on facebook but uh it's all obviously not going to be that big you're probably going to get a bit more traction with say sleeping village reviews or the angry metal guy uh with stuff like that you'll get probably a bit more traction from them but the point i wanted to make though is that because of that in light of that i am not the only one getting your press releases a lot of other people are because yeah it's a press release they have a lot of people on mailing lists, these PR companies and record labels. So if that's getting sent out, you're going to get those press releases to multiple people. And if you get the right PR, if you get the right uh, label as well, chances are those press releases will get sent out to the bigger name uh, publishing sites. Loudwire, Blabbermouth, uh, Metal Sucks, you'll get it sent to Metal Hammer. Metal Injection is a good example, I think, where when it comes to uh, when it comes to publishing sites, because yeah, if you're a smaller act and you get the right PR, chances are your chances of getting it on metal injection are pretty high. Uh, so that's something you want to keep in mind. And especially, you know, even though it, it doesn't seem like they do the whole, uh, put people's mentions up in the Twitter as much as say Loudwire does like say what you want about Loudwire, but they're very good about adding the mentions into the tweets. 
But on Metal Injection, like Metal Injection still has over 200,000 followers. Those are potential followers that would not be sent your way if you don't have a Twitter setup or have your fingers in multiple different social media sites. So say if uh, your press release gets sent out on the Twitter's, a Twitter feed of Metal Injection, those followers will see that name. If they're interested in who you are, well, they might look you up on Twitter because chances are that's the only social media site they have. They may not have Facebook. They may not have Instagram. And if they can't find you on Twitter, they are cut off from any updates you might be giving about future releases or anything of the sort. So that's a point I wanted to make. Uh, that's all I wanted to really say on that matter. Let's get back into the rest of the podcast. So I, I personally don't care if I like, I am glad if a band or an artist comes, sees that I tag them and say, hey, thanks for, thanks for sharing that. And thanks for, uh, you know, doing this and this. And if they share it out, that's an even better bonus. But other than mm -hmm. that, it's just, it's just a matter of like, hey, this is beneficial for you more so you than it is for me and that's okay yeah well it's a circle of life though because you can get like if people like if they share it too they're going to get some of their fans over to your page you might then stick around so it's a circle of life I, i'm i don't know why the second you said circle of life i was tempted to like start singing right then and there <laughs> but i also well, don't you know what i mean but i also don't like, want to be just in case disney finds this and all of a sudden the podcast shuts down <laughs> but it is a circle of life you gotta admit right because i mean it does benefit the band but it also it benefits everyone it benefits everyone like that's yeah. that's something that uh, that people need to know like and so uh, to close out this topic curtis mm -hmm. what's the solution here should bands get their fingers on as many social media platforms as possible in every single aspect uh, and if so what's the solution to the i don't have enough time it's too hard just to kind of summarize what we've been talking about this entire time well number one they have to actually make the decision and decide that they that they're going to take their social media seriously that's number one is you actually have to make the decision that you're going to do it because if you are kind of like i'll get around to it at some point you're kind of indecisive it's never going to happen but if you actually commit to doing social media daily you're going to do it and then you have to figure out what are the actual platforms you need to be on like minimally in my opinion you need to be on facebook you need to be on instagram you need to be on twitter and you need to be on youtube minimally snapchat Eh, doesn't really work for metal as far as I can tell. TikTok, I mean, it could take, it'll be, it's good for pop artists, but metal, not so much. But if you can get a presence there, that's fantastic. And you should, you should be on it every once in a while. Yep. And if, you're in, if, you, if you're in the US, good luck. Um. Yeah. Well, no, they, they sold, I think they sold it. So I think, I think, I think it's I heard, I heard there was like a struggle because China, the, the, you know, that's a long story. That's a, that's a different story, right. but go, sorry, okay, continue. Well, I interrupted you. If, if you're not American, if you're not American, try to get on TikTok, <laughs> um, but you should be minimally on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And you need to be updating them continuously with different things. If you don't, if you want to do it, but you really, really don't have the time or you don't know what you're doing, there's two solutions to that. Number one is to educate yourself on how to use social media. And there's a lot of good books out there that can teach you about how to use social media and what to post. Gary Vaynerchuk for all the stuff, crap that people talk about him. Fantastic with teaching you how to use social media. I learned how to use social media after reading Crush It by him and Sell or Be Sold by Grant Cardone. Both fantastic books that will teach you how to use social media just easily. And they're really easy to read books, really entertaining books. Or if you can't, if you don't want to read yourself or listen to the audiobook version, hire someone to do it for you. There's lots of people that will help you with, that can help you with social media. Matt Bacon does social media ads and he also does posting for people if they hire him. Jesse May does the same thing over at Rocket Right. Uh, Keith does from Ghost Cult Magazine is also available to be hired to do that. But it's better if you do it yourself and you just commit to doing it. What was the last thing I'm supposed to summarize or something else? 
Or is that it? Uh, I think I think one of the big things, I think you did kind of touch on it, but it's like, uh, you know, uh, what's the solution to the oh. there's not enough time, it's too hard kind of argument? You, you got to learn it. That's the only one thing. Like like I said, read those books. Crush It is a great book by Gary Vaynerchuk or any book by him. Uh, same thing with Seller Be Sold by Grant Cardone and the 10X Rule by him as well. Uh, also, there's a, a website called Digital Marketer. Uh, run by a guy named uh, Ryan Dice, I think is how you pronounce his name. And they sell courses on how to do social media marketing really cheap. It's like 50 to 100 bucks. So just take the, like you have to figure, like if you if you want your band to go somewhere, you have to figure it out and you have to actually make the time. That's, that's the only solution I can really give. And if I may add one thing to the end there, if you're struggling to figure out, like even after all of that, like I still don't know how to make it, how to personalize it, how to make it my own. Best thing I could say, probably pay attention to some of the people that we were talking about. Lindsay Schoolcraft, of course, is a great example of how to use your social media for like mm-hmm. um, personal reasons as well as marketing reasons. But if you want to like, you know, no, get into like the band side of thing. Uh, Pterodactyl Problems, I think, does a great job at this. Like they are active, not they're like not only just a band, but they're also in a way active on YouTube as content creators. In a way. So having that kind of thing, like it's not you don't have to like become a content creator if you don't want to. That's its own separate thing and its own with its own separate issues. But uh, that's something that you can look into, like pay attention to how these guys are doing it. And, you know, obviously do your own thing, but uh, it's worth taking notes of what they're doing and what they're doing right. Yep. Yeah, especially the bigger accounts. Like if you also look at an account like um, what's her name? Elise Rid from uh, Amarante. Mm. Great, great, great account that she does there. And so does uh, a couple of the other uh, more uh, power metal type bands. Like if you look at any of those type of things, most of them get fucking great interaction, great content. Yeah, and it's not just because of their follower base. It's because like they're just good at what they're doing. Well, yeah, they have to be because I mean, the power metal guys, I mean, they got to have that image, right? So you know what I mean? So, so they're quite, most of them are quite good. And a lot of the bands that are on like uh, napalm are just fantastic at social media. So yeah, if you look at any of those type of accounts, you can kind of see what they do. And a lot of times all they're doing is they're just taking selfies, showing themselves in the fucking studio or making breakfast. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I saw something like uh, the dance duo Cruella, uh, one of the sisters, like they're two sisters and fucking one of them shows herself making breakfast in the morning, you know, like that's, that's one of her content for the day. And I saw she was getting like thousands of views, just showing herself making fucking pancakes or something in the morning, you know, I guess, I guess so, when you get down to, I guess a technically anything is content. It is, but I mean, I mean you got to be interesting. Obviously you can't just be, you know, you don't want to show yourself taking a shit or something like that, but you know, but it's, but I mean, the kind of the thing is, is like, you have to treat it like you're, you're kind of letting, letting your audience come into your private world. Like when you're a musician and you're a band, you know, people, for whatever reason, look up to people like that. And they kind of think of it as being this mysterious type thing that, you know, it's like really cool. So even if you don't think it's cool, like someone else might actually think it's cool to watch you you know, making your pancakes or discussing, you know, the movie you watched last night or whatever. Well, Curtis, thank you so much again for coming on the podcast. Curtis Dewar of Dewar PR, as well as the co-host for the Dumb and Dumbest podcast. Uh, Once again, thank you so much for coming on for the second time. I really do appreciate getting your insight on this whole thing. It's mind blowing to hear from a professional. You are very welcome. You just listened to MRP, the Metal Robot Podcast. 
Thanks for listening to the Metal Robot Podcast. You can check us out on the internet, YouTube, Metal Robot Reviews, Facebook and Twitter at The Metal Robot, and Instagram at The.MetalRobot. You can also check out everything we do on TheMetalRobot.com for videos, reviews, press, and so much more. I'm Tom McKay. Thanks for listening. Click subscribe if you haven't already. I'll see you in the mosh pit next time. Have a good night.